You are listening to the Look Up Collective podcast, a podcast where we help you thrive in your home and business. We're your coaches, Chris, Elizabeth, and Wynn. And if you are looking for simple, actionable, encouraging conversations to help you be rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others, you are in the right place. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Look Up Collective podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. We say this all the time, but it's literally because we mean it so much. We are thankful that you are choosing to spend your time here with us. We know that you have a million different things that you could be spending your time doing. There's literally people in rooms right now trying to figure out how to grasp and obtain and get and keep your attention. And just the fact that you chose today to press play on this podcast, we're just so thankful. And in turn, we really believe that it's going to be helpful for you for sure. Before we get started, I wanted to tell you about something that people have been loving. It is called the Luco Theme Nights Recipe Guide. And what I want you to hear about this is especially if you have struggled with meal planning throughout your marriage throughout your adult life. This has been the unlock for so many people. It's been the unlock for us personally, our family, for Wynn's family, and for many, many, many other families Mm -hmm. as well. And so we designed the guide specifically for you. But recently, we have had a amazing turnout for one of our favorite days of the year. And it's actually not my favorite day. It's Elizabeth's favorite day. It's when she sits down And she plans the meals for the entire month. Yes, it's amazing. I'm addicted to how the month feels when I do this because it frees up so much mental energy and brain space. And I just am obsessed with how the month feels when I do this. So how would it feel to make meal planning decisions only 12 times a year instead of 52 times a year Or like some of us, it was 365 times a year. So if that is you and you're like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know I could do that. Yes, you can do it and you can do it with us. Come and jump on tomorrow, Wednesday, the 28th, 1 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Come jump on and you can just plan all of your meals for July with us. We can do it all together. You're going to knock it out in 30, 45 minutes and you're going to be done. And then you just buy your groceries each week for the week ahead. But I'm telling you, like so many people are like, this is life changing. This is a game changer. I'm never going back. I know we're never going back. I absolutely adore it. Yeah. And so I put a special link right there for you in the show notes. All you do is click it. You're going to, then we're going to send you the link to the call. You're going to have the link to the recipe guide, all that for free. And if you're listening and that call has already happened, no worries. Go ahead and still opt into that and Mm -hmm. we'll send you the replay. And you can just sit down with us, but on a replay and you can plan those things for yourself. So go to the show notes. It's right there. All right, here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and get started because I was really excited about this episode. I still am, but I was getting a little cold feet and not really wanting to do it a few minutes ago. So we just got to go ahead and get started. All right. So yeah, it's going to be a vulnerable episode, but it's going to be good. I think you're going to be super encouraged. Yes. 
vulnerable for me. And so that's, I'm not great at that. I'm learning. I'm, I am developing, feel. I'm willing to feel, and I'm developing the skill of vulnerability. Okay. Yes. So one thing that we believe around here is and that this episode was his idea. So just have to say that with the vulnerability. 100% <laughs> my idea, him do it. but I do truly believe it's going to be helpful. Around here, we believe with all of our heart, from the top of our head to the bottom of our toes, with all that we are, we believe that you are unique. Mm -hmm. You have such a uniqueness within you. You are special. You are mm -hmm. fearfully and wonderfully made. You were designed with a purpose. You have a specific calling. And right now you can show up in your assignment and you can do all of that for the glory of God. And there is only one of you. Okay. So we believe that. Today specifically, I want to talk about one of the specific things, one of the specific gifts that you have that you can give if you have a spouse that no one else can give him. So here we go. So in our life, the past year, we're actually coming up right on a year mm -hmm. now that it's been difficult financially in our house. Okay. So about a year ago, Actually, on July 1st, they're coming right up on the anniversary. I started door dashing to just help with some things around the house. And what ended up turning into a plan to door dash for July, August, and September, <laughs> three months, ended up turning into 12 months of door dashing and 2,300 deliveries. Okay. And so, again, that's what I signed up for. I wanted to get married. When I talked to Elizabeth's dad about getting married, I had promised to him and to God and to everybody on that wedding day that I was going to do everything I could to provide for her, provide for my family, and to love the Lord and all those things. So no one feels sorry for me at all when I'm saying this. What I'm saying is, though, is that I had a plan for something to work in a very short amount of time and then for other things to work, but it ended up taking a lot longer for those other things to begin to work. Okay. We're still in that waiting period, hoping yeah, it still and hasn't believing. all worked, but we're in the middle of the process. Yeah. We're still in that waiting period of believing that they are going to work. Mm -hmm. And so just after time, I really, because I began to DoorDash basically every single day, mm -hmm. whether it was lunch, a lot of days and dinners. Mm -hmm. So then it transformed into dinners. Then it transformed into every single weekend. Mm -hmm. And so that's okay for a period of time, maybe three months, <laughs> which was the original plan. But that, I, that was sustained over a long period of yeah, time. Especially on top of all the other responsibilities yeah. of all of our other businesses, jobs, homeschooling. Yeah. It, it's not a long term. Yes. Um, and so during that time, it really my self-confidence would go up and down. My belief in myself or in the plan would go up and down. My will to want to make it all work would go up and down. And, and I think you could probably tell, like you know me very well, but you could really see like my, in my demeanor, the way I responded to you, to others and that kind of thing, that it was just starting to wear on me, mm -hmm. right? It really was. And then it was probably six months into that, about mm -hmm. six months ago, it really came to the height to where I was like, I really felt like I had failed everyone. Like I had the, the promises that I'd made to your dad that day and before God and everybody that day, the promises that I made to myself, the plans that I had, all of those things, I felt like I had failed at everything. I felt like a grade A, top of the line, 
disappointment. Like, really. And it was tough. I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, but if you do, I identify as a type (laughs) three. And so that's basically an achiever. And most of my life, achieving has been relatively easy. Okay. There's been many things in my life where I've tried to do them and then they come more naturally to me than others, or I can do the whole fake it till I make it thing or whatever it is. And this was a time where it just wasn't happening for me. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I've never failed at anything in my life. Like, yeah, obviously, like we have. We're, we're okay with failing. It was just really a point that all I could see was my failure. All I could see was my... Yeah, it was becoming part of your self-concept mm-hmm. that you are a failure, not that the circumstance feels like it's failing. Yeah, and so I can remember the time that I I was just, I was done with it. I was ready to just submit to the fact that I was a failure and that I always would be and was really talking really harshly to myself. I was very judgmental towards myself. I was very critical. Yeah, very critical of myself. And I just couldn't understand why I had made decisions that I had made or not made decisions that I should have made or hindsight at that point was very clear. And so a lot yeah, of shame. There's a lot of shame mm-hmm. on past decisions yeah. that you couldn't fully control anymore, but you just sat in that shame and like stayed there. And so that's where I was. The episode is not about that. The episode though is about your response to me in that situation. It would have been so easy for you to agree with everything that I said. It would have been very easy for you to agree with the mistakes that I made, the decisions that I made, meaning agree that I had royally messed up. (laughs) And it would have been very easy for you to pick up a shovel and heap more shame on top of me. And I would have probably given you the shovel to do that. Like I honestly saw that that was like, that made sense for you to do that. Truly did. But your response to me was like, I didn't even understand it. I didn't understand the grace that you had towards me, the the compassion that you had towards me. I didn't understand the the level-headedness, really, that you had towards me. And it really, like at first, I didn't want to, I didn't really believe that you were thinking those things. I thought you were saying and thinking those things because you thought you were supposed to be supportive. And I do, as I'm saying this, I know that this sounds like I, again, all of this is around financial type things. (laughs) I didn't go out and have an affair or all financial, any kind of things like that. But you just kept on responding that way. It took me a minute to get past it, to get over it. I'm still like working through it, obviously. (laughs) But eventually I believe that you believed what you're actually saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. I believe that that there was true, honest, authentic, 100% support coming from you. And you said, look, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out and we're going to figure this out together. And we talk about being teammates all the time. When we, we talk about putting our arms around each other, we talk about just being on the same side of the table. We talk about marching together in the same direction. 
But like that was really a time where I really tangibly felt like you literally came with your arm beside me and said, look, I, I believe in you. You're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And where we're going is the right direction. Just like all those reassurances that was exactly what I needed. It wasn't even from the other side of inauthenticity to just tell me what you thought I just wanted to hear. I hope I'm explaining. I I know that was like a a real moment between Elizabeth and I and a real moment for me that all of you didn't experience. But I really just wanted to talk about that today just simply because you have that same power. You have that same uniqueness. You have that same ability to be able to speak into the life of your significant other, to speak into the life of the people in your life, and to remind them of the things that that it's easy for them to forget at times. Yeah. I think it's so important to like remind them of the magic inside of them. Mm -hmm. Like we just... I didn't get to go, but my coach just had a big retreat this past weekend and it's called love is magic. And that is truly what love is. It is, it's reminding someone of the magic inside of them. And I think if one of you is struggling with something, I think that's so important to look for the evidence of the past and look for the magic inside of them, because it was so easy for me to say, Hey, I know you think and you're saying this right now, this is all your fault, but I have a ton of evidence where you have shown up and you've like, just because you've made some like, just maybe not so great financial decisions, it was all in like, I know his motive behind it was to take care of us in that moment. Maybe it was short sighted, the things that he did, but it was because he was doing it out of love and taking care of us when he did do it. And so I could recognize that it was just a blip, like money's just money. Like we can somehow make it again. And so all of my thought work that I've gone through with abundance and instead of living in scarcity, that yes, it has been sparse, however you want to say it, the past year. And it's really easy to stay in that, like that scarcity mindset, like we're never going to get back or never get back on track. But I just knew that there's plenty to go around and God is going to continue to provide for us. And I just have a really strong belief in that, that God is going to provide and take care of us. And I also recognize too, that this was going to be a great learning lesson for Chris and like dependence on the Lord with, especially as the male and the provider of that weight of that masculine container of providing and meeting needs for your family that is such a heavy weight to carry. And Chris carries it happily and, and he like absorbs that weight, but also knowing that God is the ultimate provider and that if he has to go through these things to like fully learn how to trust and depend on the Lord, then like I'm willing to go through the fire to get to that point. And also too, like with your spouse, just continue to look for the evidence. I have so much evidence where Chris has been the rock when I was the one struggling. And just like he said, as he was, we have not talked about all this stuff that he was going to share, but he said, he sat there in unbelief, like disbelief of like how it didn't even make sense to him that I could 
think and feel the way I did. That's how I have felt so many times when I was walking through depression and anxiety and having panic attacks every day. I'm like, how can he handle this? Like, I seem too much right now. Like, I can't even, I can barely handle myself. Like, I am annoyed with myself that I'm struggling with these things, but he never seemed annoyed. He always just met me where I was with love and patience and like, hundred percent. I want it to be on the giving side of that. And so it was like a no brainer for me mm-hmm. on the other side when you needed me to be there. So it was like truly from that authentic place. Like I never, like you're saying, he's just telling me now, I don't think he ever really has told me that he didn't like believe it at first. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, it was just such a thing that I said, I didn't even think twice about it. And kept saying, but now he's saying he didn't believe me at first because it was just truly out of the overflow of like being teammates for a long time. And that's what like teammates you, when one is feeling like weak, the other one picks them up. And, and so it is so true that each of us have such a powerful gift, like meaning each of you, like with your spouse, that is irreplaceable. That we get to be the one who truly is in each other's corner and loves and supports no matter what and like allows the ugliness in each other, allows the false self to like to come up and have a voice and that we get to speak in and show them their true self and who God created them to be. Yeah. And so we really just wanted to share a few things that help us in these situations because Elizabeth said she's been in situations like this. I've been in situations like this. If you're going to be in relationships with others, there's going to be, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you come into difficulty. We know that there's so many marriages that don't make it, that don't last because of financial issues, because of communication issues, because of all kinds of different things. And if we can share just three things that you can remember back to in these times, I really believe are going to be so helpful. And so the first thing is look at the whole body of work. Okay, so in this moment, yes, there's a crisis or in this moment, yes, there's some trauma, there's some things that have come up. But look at the whole body of work, not just in the past, but what's been said and what's been done and what's where they have proven faithful or they have proven true or they have proven whatever. The same the same as we can look forward as well, knowing it won't always be like this. Like, where are we going together? And so that's the first thing is look at the whole body of work. Like, again, this problem that you're facing right now, this situation, it's loud because it's right in front of you. Yeah, one of the thoughts that, I practice a lot, and I think that's what's helped me so much in this particular situation, is nothing has gone wrong. Chris wanted to feel, like, he literally felt like everything had gone wrong. Like, he messed up. He made some really, I don't even personally think he's saying they're really horrible decisions. I don't see them that way. He just really got down on himself on the You see the thing right in front of you. You see the situation right in front of you, and you want to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to look back and say, if I would have done this differently, or if yes. I would have done this or not done this, then it would have been differently. Yeah, like and so it's, have, very, would, that kind of it's very easy to do that in that yeah, situation. So the thought that I continue to practice through this is like, nothing has gone wrong. Yes, it looks like it's gone wrong, but truly nothing has gone wrong. And we're actually going to come out better. Like Chris and I have said before, like this 
has changed us. Like we'll never be the same. And that's a good thing. Like we've learned how to be better stewards. Like we're so thankful for this circumstance because it really taught us so much because of how we're thinking about it. Yeah. And so that's the first thing. Look at the whole body of work. Nothing has gone wrong. We're, we're still breathing. We're still alive. We're still together. Yes. Um, secondly is that whole teammate thing. Like just remind yourself of the fact that you're not opposed to each other. Yeah, not enemies. You're not enemies. You're wanting to do the same things. You're wanting to go in the same direction. You might have different ideas of how are you going to get there. And now that's just part of being in a relationship human. with another human. But you're in teammates. You're wanting to go in the same direction together. That just reminding yourself of that. Even if in those conversations that you're having, even if you just pause and you decide, I'm not, we're not going to look each other in the eye right now across the table. We're just going to sit on the same side of the table, pointed in the same direction. Just physically moving your body in that way is going to help that situation. Yeah, it's like it battling is. with each other instead of against each other. And I've said this for quite a few years, but I just really believe it, that marriage itself is not hard. Life is hard. Life circumstances are hard. So that's what makes marriage hard because there's so many circumstances that are thrown at us that are out of our control a lot of times. Loss, grief, trauma, transitions, sickness, like so many things in life can be so brutally hard and thrown at us. And so we have these two imperfect humans trying to figure it out together. And so that's what makes it hard. And so if we can just continue to realize, oh my gosh, we're not enemies. We're on the same team. We are teammates. This marriage itself is not hard, but life is hard. So we're trying to figure it out together. That really helps shift our view. Like how can we fight and battle life together? That has been such an extremely helpful perspective for the both of us. And it's helped to carry us through almost 16 years of marriage. And I have not always been good about the whole idea of being teammates. A lot of times I felt like Chris was always better than me. And he was like, and I always was comparing until I just released that and really started to see us as like equals, definitely with two different roles in within the family, but still as like equal humans. And like that has just changed the game. And there's so much beauty. Yeah, definitely in this season, as I felt your teammates side so much more than ever, I was like, I'm really thankful that we've always been having that tension to learn that we're teammates. I'm thankful that I never shut up about every single time she would say that. <laughs> I would say, look, we're teammates every yeah. single time. Because there was no room for comparison. Like literally we are teammates. And it was and mostly, so, yeah. and I want to speak to the wives here. When I wasn't like operating as a teammate, it was because of my own self-concept. It was about my thoughts about myself. Actually, no, it had nothing to do with Chris. It all had to do with how I thought about myself. I thought I was like the most terrible person. I was horrible. I couldn't do anything right. And like, just think about the worst thoughts that people can think about themselves. And I was thinking it. And so that bled out in how I like showed up to our marriage because my thoughts about myself were so horrible. And so when I started to see myself as who God sees me as and how he created me and the gifts and how the uniqueness that Chris talked about in the beginning, 
man, I started to show up to our marriage so much differently. I started to truly see us as teammates that I actually had something valuable to bring to the table. Where in the beginning, because my self-concept was so horrible, I just thought Chris was the only one that had good qualities because I could only see the negative things about myself. So it's so important to dig in and just bring the lies that you're thinking about yourself to the light. Expose them. They need to be brought out of the darkness because it's so powerful when women start to believe truly who God says you are because you're going to move and show up in the world so much differently. Yes, and whole body of work, teammates, and then lastly, which is what we talked about at the very beginning, is you have such a powerful gift that you can give your spouse, that you can give your husband. I'm telling you, more than any podcaster that you're listening to right now, or he might be listening to, more than any book that he's read, more than any course that he's taken, more than anything, like you have a power, second to the Holy Spirit using the Bible in his life, you have the most powerful voice in his life. And I just encourage you, I challenge you even, try it out. Try it out. Give him support. Show him that you trust him. Show him that you believe in where he's going and who he's, he, he was created to be. Give that gift to him and watch out. Like, really watch out. It will be such a gift to him. One thing about as we tie these two things together with teammates and a, that powerful gift, a lot of times you'll see the star player of the team, whether it's a basketball team, football team, whatever, they will get interviewed after the game, Okay. And sometimes if one of their teammates made a mistake, they'll get asked about that mistake that the teammate made. Next time, will you not pass him the ball? Or next time, will you not throw him the ball? Because he missed the shot, or he dropped mm. the ball, or he fumbled. The ones that are the, the best teammates, the ones that everybody wants to play with, the ones that everybody respects, and consequently, the ones that usually end up winning the championship are the ones that say, Next time, I'm going to do the same exact thing because it's the right play. It's the right play. And guess what? They pass them the ball next time. They still show them that they believe in them, even though they messed up, even though they screwed up. And guess what? They hit the shot more times than not. It's so true. Because someone believed in them. And I encourage you to try it. I really do. And then lastly, as we wrap all of this up, this was over the course of a few weeks course of a a month or so. And Elizabeth was still like just reminding me of what God says about me, reminding me of what she believes about me, reminding me of of things that's happened in the past. And reminding me that I trust you. Yeah. I never lost trust in you. The last thing that like probably wrecked me the most. And so this is a, an extra bonus tip (laughs) at the end. You can remember riding in the car, tough day. Okay. Riding in the car, we were going to eat somewhere. Now, it wasn't anywhere nice. Like, it's our Mexican restaurant that we can literally feed everybody for, like, 28 bucks. Okay? So, (laughs) super cheap. And we're on the way. She could just tell I was just, like, in a bad state. Just short with everyone. Not in a good mood. And I remember exactly where we were, headed towards the restaurant. She asked me, she said, what would Chris, in five years, what would he tell you right now? What would he tell you right now? And you know what? I, I just... I had to turn my head 
to look out because I was really overcome with emotion because really the first thought that came to my mind was exactly what she was saying to me the whole entire time. Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. And in those times of difficulty, those times of just struggle, they're going to come if they're not here right now, they're going to be here in a few minutes, probably. And so that whole thought of nothing has gone wrong, nothing is wasted, this will be used. Because Chris, in five years, he's going to be using this moment. He's going to be using this story. He's going to be impacting others. He's going to interact with the world much differently because of those things, but not just because he thought new thoughts, but because he had a teammate beside him that reminded him of those thoughts. He had a teammate beside him that didn't give up on him. He had a teammate beside him that said, I believe in you. And because of that, five years later, he's going to be stronger. Five years later, he's going to be helping all kinds of people. Five years later, he's going to be past this moment. And so I encourage you, whether you're in the difficulty or you're a loved one or in a relationship with someone with a difficulty, think of the whole body of work. Think of all of the things that have happened and where you're going. Be a great teammate and just remember the powerful gift that you have just by offering belief and kind, encouraging words and love. I hope this episode was helpful to you. Thank you so much for being here today. Keep looking for the good. It's always there. 